Welcome back. I'm your host, Yusuf. This is the Monarchy Movement. This is going to be one hell of a ride. Follow us on this journey on the road to kingship. Welcome to the Monarchy Movement, hosted by Yusuf. Richie Rich. What's going on, man? What a shame, man. I had to call in a fucking favor just to get you on here. Eh? <laughs> I knew you were going to say I that. I <laughs> had to, man. You've owed me a goddamn visit for like four fucking years. Four now. years. Just four about. Four years. Yeah. yeah. How you doing, brother? It's good, man. You know, it's tough to get out of the house, man. Yeah, you know, married. Full-time dad. You two know. Two kids. Two kids. She's pregnant, by the way. I'm having a second, eh? No way. Well, I never told you get that. Out. I'm excited, man. That's exciting. I'm excited, bro. That's exciting, man. I hope it's a boy. Everyone's like, oh, have a daughter. It's good. I have no qualms. Uh, you know. I want a brother for the brother. The other day, I was at the I was at Bayshore. And uh, I saw this girl, this little girl. She's three years old. Adorable. Pigtails, right? She's <laughs> white, white with the blue crystal eyes. Nice. And she's got like a skirt on with the boots. I looked at my wife. I said, thank Jesus, I don't have a daughter. Because if I had a daughter, I'd buy half them all. I'd be destroyed. <laughs> I'd be in so much debt. Oh, So I agree shit. with you. I even, agree with Even you, with man. my son, bro, it's the same thing. I know. I see. I take him to these little toy sections, bro, and I let him just go buck wild. Just, but the problem is whatever he touches, I think he likes. I'm like, I'll just buy that one. You know what I mean? Yeah, you got to be and careful. And you're like, man, how the fuck did I just get to a $200 bill? Buddy, you got to be careful. Time. Because then they start to get in the habit of every time I go, I got to buy a toy. I went through that. Oh, man. I and it was stop. hard to break. You really? got to be careful. It's hard to break because they got to learn the value of money. You know? I got to stop now that I, ACB. Now I give my kid uh, $2 for every book he reads. How old are they now, by the way? Oh, they're eight and nine. If I get Crazy. this wrong, I'm screwed. 2015 and 2014. I hope your wife is listening, 15, man. 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 22, 23, 8, and 9. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You have to, La, count. Eight and seven. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you have to count. count that, huh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jeez, I was going to say, I, hope, me over, man. Like, I pray to God your wife is listening. I want you to get trouble no, right no. now. Yeah, she, she, she would expect no less. I would have been like, edit that I, part. Don't worry, we got Richie's back. Listen, eh? I get this wrong almost every time. She would expect no less. I would have had your back, brother. I would have edited that right out. Don't I worry, know. we would have been safe. Out. <laughs> Yo, it's crazy, man. How long ago did I meet you now? 2010. Liars. Yeah, man. You're, you're, you're lying. No, no. And you had nine. bigger hair, huh? 2008, nine. You had the highlights. I used, I did. You I had, had yeah, the I had crazy. Think you're going to make fun of me, buddy? <laughs> you had the highlights. Calic. You did. Oh, I yeah. Did. Right. I did. I had the frosted tips and I had the mullet with the frosted tips. Yeah. You I had, had the, 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 the shark, daddy shark, uh, yeah. you know what I mean? You <laughs> <laughs> had that, yeah, literally, that's what you it did. was. You did. You could talk all the shit you want. I had the sickest hairstyle from you 2009. Did. You had the hairstyle. That was a trendset. And uh, you, used to, you used to dress like a million dollars, bro. Uh, what and happened? we sold no, phones man. at a booth. Yeah, we did, <laughs> But we, we, we dressed like we were real estate agents. Bro, we did better, I swear to God, eh? It was good. It that was, was good, times. good times, man. Bayshore Mall. Yeah. I worked on the first floor. I was upstairs. Stuffed in a corner. Right. Well, tell us was across the Hallmark. You see the new one on the third floor? It looks oh, way know. better. I know. Tell us was across the Hallmark. And I went in. And uh, I was working for a Telus on Merrillville. I still remember the guy's name, Mike, the manager. Mike was the manager. I still remember that. Saran was the store manager mm -hmm. that hired me. And uh, and yeah, yeah, I went in, I got hired, and uh, I met you. I don't remember how I met you, to be honest. I was fishing in the mall, I called it. So I saw you wearing a Telus uniform, but what I was doing is when it was dead, I used to go around and I used to just try to talk to people. I'd see the kind of phone they were holding. 
That's and right. I would try to strike up conversation, and then I'd be like, "Hey, hey, come, 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 see me at T booth. I'll get you a better phone." Man, and then I would laugh at you guys because you guys are only one carrier. Yeah, and we had five, so I'm yeah. like, no matter what, if you get declined here, I'm getting you over there, bro. Yeah, yeah, for it's sure. It's almost like sea lending, bro. It you know, talk unbe- subprime, bro. You <laughs> it know what was I mean? Unbelievable, crazy. And then it that's how I met you. I think you were. I think I met you at the food court because that's where I used to hang out. I was like a predator, you know, and I probably shouldn't say that, but. I was fishing for money, you know what I mean? Hey, we were and in the I commission you guys world. there. It was a good time, man. Honestly, I really did enjoy the job. Uh, yeah, we did good. We did good. And then it really got good when I moved to uh, Black's Photography on the bottom floor. And yeah. we, we worked across from each other. What a stupid setup, eh? That was a dumb move by my by me and a stupid setup. That was a stupid that setup. A stupid you, that setup. didn't last long at all. No, I ended up moving to Windsor. Because I was going to say, that you ran out of Dodge, you know what I mean? Yeah. At this point, you you just ran out of town. You disappeared. I've never seen Richie Rich again. I did. I did. I went to Windsor. Uh, the economy had crashed at that time. Right. And we owned a family business that was in uh, quality control for automotive. And uh, Which brand? What is it? Which brand? No, like you got contracts from all Ford, GM, Chrysler. Chrysler. It didn't matter. But everything fell apart. So, you know, dad called home the soldiers. But what did he used to do, though? Uh, you'd like- sort... Like, so let's say like, okay, so, you know, the springs that go on a piston. Oh yeah. So we would, we would inspect those springs before they went to the factory. And if there was a faulty one, you would put it aside. Right. So all you did was sort all day, but our warehouse was about 8,000 square feet. We had about 70 some odd employees. 70 some odd employees. Yeah. My dad was like, well, it's not, it's not abnormal in Windsor to have that. It's a feeder plant, right? Like there's the, they build the minivan in Windsor, Ontario, that's true. So there's a lot of feeder plants. Like there's plants that, you know, build the the uh, cloth on the seat. There's plants that, you know, all that stuff. And it all goes to the main plant and it gets assembled, right? So the main plant for the minivan just assembles the minivan. Everything else is built at, at different places. So, uh, so yeah, when my yeah. dad lost the business, uh, you know, it was uh, time to move home and see how we were going to recuperate. And uh, how did he lose the business? It just, there was no more. That's there was it. no work, man. Like you no shut mo- down no every year in December. And uh, we just never opened. There was the contracts got terminated. They never renewed. And uh, it was, that's it. You closed up shop. Man, it must have been rough. Yeah. And like any dad, right? He tried to keep going, but he just couldn't. At one point he ran out of cash, right? So. So what did you you, you do after that? So at that point he decided to to retire. And. uh, Wow. Workaholic retiring. Yeah. He decided to retire. Wow. That's impressive. and, uh, And then so me, my sister, my brother, we had to pick up. I couldn't get a job anywhere in Windsor. There was no, there was no jobs. So Jad was living with you guys at the Correct. same time? Correct. Jad was about 14. Yeah, about 14. So Holy shit, young one. We were, what, 18 when we met? Yeah. Jeez, this is a long time ago. It is a long time ago. Yeah, okay. I moved to Kitchener. What were you doing there? Well, that was the closest place I can find a job with TELUS. It was the only opening they had. Oh, you were still had. with TELUS this whole time? I was. Uh, and uh, I moved there. They promised. Did, did they me a give store. you an MVP status from moving? Li- you, bro, you're a gypsy. No. You literally moved all over the place. I did. I did. I that did. is crazy. I had a good track record, man. You I had sold an incredible the crap time. out of their phones, man. Yeah, well, you know what? They are a good carrier, though. I won't lie. Yeah, I, I, I am with Telus all this day. Are you? Are <laughs> you? I never actually ever went with Telus. Or even with the no, you guys only get a discount. Well, like when I, when it was with them, you got a company phone. Yeah, yeah. Well, just but even, you don't keep it anyway. Yeah. Though, so, but trash. I mean, after that, it just I've been with Bell forever. Funny hey, enough, man, the internet bell five. 
Amazing. You, you can't beat I that internet. I love it. That one and a half gigs. Fuck. Come fucking see me in Warzone, guys. I'll put you right under. You 140 frames, bud. <laughs> <laughs> You're crazy, man. So, yeah. So, go so, by. so anyway, so you uh, lost a business. Dad decided to retire. Yeah. And then uh, I went to uh, TELUS. I spoke to the district manager in Windsor. I said, this is my experience. She said, look, I don't have room for you here. Let me, let me feel it out. Three days later, she calls me and says, uh, listen, we've got an opening. It's in Kitchener. I said, fuck it. Kitchener it is. How far is that from Windsor? Two, no, two hours. It's like here in Montreal. It's nothing Buddy, crazy. First of all, anything around 30-minute mark to me is like, you know, I'm traveling by plane. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it told me two hours. Like, it's nothing, so you bro. need a visa to get to Stittsville. A hundred percent, bro. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. You've been so on my ass to visit. A hundred percent. Four years in coming, you owe me this I like it. Visit. I like it. <laughs> okay. So yeah, they told you. Uh, so I went so there. They said Kitchener. They said, listen, you're going to be an assistant manager. You're going to go do the training program for eight months. And then once there's a store opening, we'll give you a store. Yeah. Perfect. Oh, so they wanted to straight up give you management. No. So I went there as a shift leader. Okay. I was crushing numbers and then they switched the district managers around. And then next thing I know, my whole world turned around. No more promotion, no more store, no more nothing. Jeez. So uh, then Just I wanted- like that, they pulled it under your feet, eh? The yeah. Wow. Then I wanted the car business. I said, you know what? I want commission. What a ride. I want to earn. What a ride. And then the monster finally was born. Yeah. But like being from Batman, he was born in the darkness- he was molded it's into a crazy it. story how I got into the car business. That's the story I want to hear, man. So I applied. So first of all, what made you even do the whole Montreal shift? Because you're a gypsy. You came from, you went from Windsor to Ottawa no, to Timbuktu. To, to Windsor back to, to Kitchener to Montreal to Ottawa. Okay. So anyways, you end up back to Timbuktu. I end up back in Windsor. Okay. Timbuktu. But I applied. Listen, I applied. Here's the true story, okay? And I hope that the Donnelly Automotive Group is not really going to see this. I'm just kidding, but... Let I've always wanted to sell Mercedes. Mercedes okay, so you're a Benz guy. Mercedes was my was the brand. Like to me, Mercedes associates with success, luxury. Angles. You know, yeah. Like, you know, I had a guy tell me this. He said, BMW is I'm trying to make it, Mercedes is I've been had it. You know oh, what I mean? So I was statement. like, okay, okay. So that should make a slogan out of that. Yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah, it's actually yeah, it's, <laughs> so it was enough. powerful. Yeah, man. So uh, I moved to uh, I moved to Windsor. I applied to Nissan. No, I applied to Mercedes in Kitchener. Sorry. Right. And the manager sat and he said, "Listen, you're too young. Uh, this is a big behemoth for you, and you've never sold cars before." Or which one is this? It was a Mercedes in Kitchener. No, what was the name of the dealer? I remember you were telling me something before about that group. It was a big group. I don't remember who they were to be honest. But it's not Lally's, eh? No, no, no. Lally's I'll, I'll is where get, I got hired. Okay, I'll let you get to your story. Yeah. So. I said, okay, where, what do you got? He's like, I got a spot at Nissan. And I looked at him I'm like, Nissan? Uh, I'm not selling Nissan. Uh, so I was like, no. So I decline it. I go to Windsor. Long story short, I apply for a Chrysler market. store. Right. And uh, the and guy interviews me. No, yeah. He interviews me three times. Three his times name, for what? His name was Mike Hogue for sales. I'm going to tell you how I fucked this guy. You watch. Okay, listen to this. I want to hear the holy shit three times. I wouldn't even want the Three job. times. I drove from Kitchener back to Windsor, back to Kitchener, back to Windsor doing interviews. Jeez. So then he never called me back. He ghosted me. Oh. So my dad goes, oh, you want to sell car? Okay. No problem, Baba. I know a guy. He worked for Lally Ford. He's controller. He will get you a job. What a G, bro. He knew. I said, Baba, you watched me drive 
for a fucking week back and forth interviewing at this place and you mean to tell me you already knew a guy he's like yeah baba you have to learn to pave your way i'm like what the fuck bro i'm like were you teaching me a life lesson when we're struggling this is not the time so sorry if i'm too loud for the microphone anyway the decibels a little too high we have we have good equipment over there so anyway uh i get a job at lally's long story short Two years go by. I'm doing well. Life is great. Uh, my friend gets poached to that same Chrysler store. He goes there, tells them about me, and uh, they call me. And they said, we want to meet with you. I walk is into this, the interview. Is this the Kitchener store you're talking about? Or no, no that, that's the... No, I'm back to Windsor. I'm selling cars. Yeah, you're back to Timbuktu. 2011 in October, I right. start selling cars right. at Lally Ford, right? I'm selling. Life so is great. I'm doing good. Mm-hmm. Okay, that, that was in Tilbury. It was in Windsor. No. I moved to, and then uh, my buddy gets poached to a Chrysler store in Windsor from Lally Ford. They poached him. They paid him 14 grand to go there. Wow. So he tells them about That's me. That's a good signing bonus for a sales for a car guy, salesman. Especially in the car sales. Yeah. It's amazing. So I sit with, so I get back in, I walk in, and I meet Mike Hogue two years later. Uh, and uh, he doesn't recognize me. So I said- Even uh, better. Oh, it was amazing. Oh, I was buddy. I said, uh, he goes, okay, listen, we got this opportunity. We need a salesman, yada, 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 right? He starts pitching me and all that stuff. And I'm sitting like this. And I said, he's like, so when do you want to start? I said, I'm not, I'm not moving. He's like, uh, well, what do you mean? You asked me all the right questions. I said, yeah, but I said, you got to give me something. What do you mean? I'm, like, I'm, not, I'm not just going to move just to move. Yeah, literally. And then he's like, uh, well, what do you want? I said, I want the desk at the door. And he goes, uh, Okay, done. What else you want? I said, uh, my bills are around four grand a month. So you're going to have to take care of like three months of that. Because I got to learn the product, okay, deliver so cars. You're the, you're, either you're, you asked the genie the second wish. What was the third? Uh, the third one was I needed a car. I needed a demo. And they didn't give salespeople demos. That's right. Only managers. Only managers got demos. So uh, he agreed. And then I shook his hand. We signed the paperwork. And then I looked at him. I said, you don't remember me, do you? He's like, no. I said, you motherfucker, you made me drive three times from Kitchener. Yeah. And you didn't hire me. And he starts laughing. I said, I promise you, give me 45 days and I'm going to be your top salesperson. And my word, June, I started in June. That's a bold statement right off the bat. I sold four cars in June. Right. And I sold 27 in July. And then it was 27, That's 30, crazy. 25, 26, 30, and By 32. the way, for people that, don't, that are listening that don't know this, that's a big number. That's a massive number. That's yeah. a massive number. The I average do, car sales is what, 8, 10? 8 to 10. You know I do I mean? want to highlight that it is a high volume store. No, it doesn't like, matter. Bro. It Even is a high, high volume, volume store, stores, a lot but, of these guys yeah. are, they're only pushing 8, 10, 12. You know what I mean? Yeah. I wasn't the top guy though. I was second. There was a kid named fucking Jimmy. I'm not even lying. I swear to God. Oh, Jimmy. He was Greek. He was Greek. He was Greek. But he worked. He used to work at the plant. So he knew everybody at the plant. Yeah, yeah. So this guy would sell five cars in his sleep, man. He would beat me by like two or three cars, but. That was crazy. You know, but well, it whatever. Was a good two, experience. three cars is nothing. It's nothing, but you know I mean, I mean he had that little, he had that little bump. That Jimmy thing, was know? fucking. I remember, bro. November, this guy took a two week vacation, came back, and still beat me. I'm like, bro, what That's the fuck? Crazy. Yeah, he was a good salesman. He was a good salesman. So, in other words, you know what? Then base. You know what? Was he there for a while? So that's yeah. the thing. I, I think you know what the uh, car sales. Honestly, <laughs> these the most car salesmen, and I was even I was pretty. I was pretty bad at that too in the beginning. Everybody's a whore. Oh yeah, 
Man, you, like I jumped <clears throat> five places. Yeah, yeah. It's very normal. You know what I mean? Very normal. I, I I can tell you. So we gotta talk about know. how when I moved back to Ottawa. I, so you went to Montreal. I went to Montreal. I went and to Montreal. You were, long you were story shaking short, it rough at that time because my sister got a job offer. My sister works for the government. She's CBSA. She got an offer that she couldn't refuse. Yeah. And then so the whole family moved. And I'm like, fuck it, I'm moving too. Yeah. So I ended up, that's how I got into management. I got hired in management. I got fucked around. You know around. this whole time I thought Lally's Ford was in Montreal? No, Lally's is in Ontario. It's in Windsor. I never know. It's in Windsor. Because I remember I used to, you had an escape from there. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I did. I had a, and, uh, and in Montreal, I worked for the Gabriel Group. And uh, I'm guessing that's like a Delari. Yeah, you can say. Yeah. Larry's probably a nice guy in front of that guy. Really? Yeah. Wow. He's they a... have no mercy in Montreal, man. Wow. It's just a bunch of mafias. Just, I believe seriously. It, yeah. They I, like I, yeah. they own they own the city. I believe it. The car guys, they own the city. Anyway, it. very long two years of my life. I went I I drove into Montreal. I had twenty two thousand dollars. I drove out of Montreal as fifteen grand in debt. You know what? That made you a man that journey. Oh. Wow, because you shook it rough, buddy. I you stood, had a hard time. I stood at that bridge, and I remember screaming at the top of my lungs. I didn't have suicidal thoughts or anything. Yeah, yeah. But I was like, "What did I do to deserve this?" Like, I've I've been trying to feed for my kids, feed for my wife. Yeah, you, know you I mean? were like, married at this time with yeah, kids. Yeah, they're, they're babies. And then, uh, yeah, but you know what? My my father in law stepped in and helped me move. He paid for my move to Ottawa. A legend. And uh, I moved to. Was he living Canada. in Lebanon or is yeah. he living? He felt it. He'd visit every year and he noticed that I was barely making it. So he opened a bank account and put five grand in there and he gave me the card and he said, you know, don't borrow from any from anybody, borrow from me. He said, but remember wow. what you borrow from me, you have to pay back. I don't care how long it takes, but you have to pay back. Wow. And I said, okay. He's like, and, and I'm this trusting is from you. Lebanon. This yeah. is, they're not making wages like we are here. <laughs> no. So he would come every year and he would go to the bank with me and he would check the bank, like all the transactions. And I'd have to, I'd have to explain to him and I get it now. He was just trying to make, hold me accountable hundred percent for, you know, he didn't care. He wouldn't be like, why yeah, did you buy this? Your son-in-law, your marriage. He didn't daughter. care, but he was trying to hold me accountable. And he wanted me to have that money for when I struggled, because if I spent it carelessly and he didn't ask, it would have been gone. Yeah, 100%. But because he was so anal about it, I was careful with it. It made me who I am today. Oh, you're scared you're going to catch a quick slipper across the mouth. Yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> no, he, was, he was good to me, man. He was good to That's me. Amazing, and, uh, That's amazing, man. It's good to hear. Yeah, yeah. Because your good. wife's incredible. Obviously, I've met the family. Yeah, yeah. My wife is yeah. my rock, man. She, yeah. was, she was the driving force of moving to Ottawa. Honestly, I got to admit, man, your wife is super supportive, bro, which is very, especially in today's day, day and age, it's pretty tough to find. You know what I mean? Like, she chased your dreams. I got your back. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. She knows... You know, it's funny, like, it's it's not the right thing to say, but we know our roles. Does that make sense? 100%. Like, she knows, I respect what she does on a daily basis. Oh, 100%. It's not easy I to be a mom. She's a stay-at-home mom, but she- the Toughest job, most thankless job. Yeah, honestly. Like, she was saying today, we were joking around, and because I dropped the kids off at school, and I kept bugging her. I'm like, I'm the one that dropped them off at school. <laughs> she's like, at least, I was like, I go to work too. I don't- tell you about it every day you know and she's like you know what you have a schedule you can you clock out at five I'm like, i don't the, have a schedule i'm on the clock 24 8 
But you I know, she's like, like I don't get a vacation, you know? I was yeah. like, I get it. I get it, you know? Uh, I you get it. Some, it's true. It's true. Some fun there, bro. You know what no, I mean? For sure. But but no, she's uh, she's definitely, she holds me down for sure, 100%. I wouldn't I wouldn't be where I am today if it wasn't for her, and I genuinely awesome, mean that. Man. That's awesome. Man. I genuinely Shout out mean to that. you, you know? Yeah, for sure. And yeah. you know what? It's an understanding that we have. And it works out great. It works, yeah, from what I've seen so far, yeah, it does absolutely works, out great. works amazing. And then, so you end up leaving Montreal, right? So you we leave up- Montreal. We move to Ottawa. We're in debt. And then I walk into Hyundai, <laughs> and I'm looking at the sales guys, and I'm looking at you because, you know, you got bigger. Let's just call a spade a spade. Now, yeah, well, yeah, you were back. Like, then, I was a little slimmer back then. Yeah, a little. Uh, I, <laughs> I was like listen. 70 pounds 300 pounds listen, now, baby. Listen, it looks good on you i love it i'm losing it now man listen you I'm actually look really pounds. good i agree you look really good i mean I last time it, i saw you was summer i appreciate it, last bro. summer so you, you look really good thanks man i appreciate it man. i think it's but, the second baby <laughs> yeah. but you're right i was 230 pounds what a big difference. yeah you were it was a big yeah. difference my add's kicking in that's okay anyway so <laughs> So you so, walk into this place. And I see you and I'm looking at you. Like, How the f- and I'm like, I know this guy. Where do where did I see this guy? And then you go, Richie from Windsor? And I'm like, Yeah, like that. How do you know, how does this guy know me? I've been tracking your ass. I know. And then you you had to remind me a little bit, but then I remembered. That was it was a good the moment. craziest thing because we great- were not on Facebook. Nothing. And we used to chill, bro. I used to come by your apartment. We used to smoke shisha. Yeah, yeah. So that was a good friend. You're a piece of shit. You don't come by. You know, I had to call this favor, bro. It's you always, like, you were always the I one to that come pull over. A card, you know I'm a homebody, bro. I don't blame you. Honestly, you know what's crazy, bro? I used to be out every day. Yeah, you, you, I could not be home for the life of me. If I wanted to be home, I'd be going nuts. Now, I'm dying to try to get out of the house because I'm like, I'm too much of a homebody. I, I'm, I'm bad. Crazy. I'm bad. And, uh, like my anxiety didn't help, but I'm recently got put on anxiety meds, which were like the most amazing thing I've ever done because really? it's allowed me to like focus. Um, it's really? slowed down my panic attacks. Like, man, it's been I never two even months. knew you had panic attacks. I had major panic Why? attacks. I don't know. Just, I couldn't explain it. You think it was stress? Traveling. Traveling would give me major anxiety to the point where it got in the way of my life. That's crazy. Yeah, man. Like you me know, I- coming here. Would have given me a panic attack. No way. That ass. Oh. Yeah. But you know those pills, man, that they gave me, like, they just calm you down, man. I don't love drugs. Oh my God. I'm a big, I feel higher than a motherfucker 24 uh, <laughs> 7. No, no, it's not that I'm bad. A, I'm a huge fan of Advil, bro. You know what's crazy? No, I'm a huge fan. I'm of telling you. <laughs> I can't do Advil. I'm tough as nails, bro. But two things I literally cower to. I just. I can't take it. Is headaches really and nausea, bro? I'm like a fucking baby. Bismol, I swear, to, bro. I'm telling you, I you guzzle that shit, man. There was a th- bro. I'm telling you, there was a time I'd be, my head would be split open. I'm telling you, no joke. I'd be working roofing. I bro, I fell off the fucking roof. Oh my goodness, broke my ribs and I was still working. If I had a headache. I'd be in that fucking bed sleeping with the Advil right away, bro. I can't take it. I'm fortunate, man. I get tiny headaches, two pills of Tylenol, half an hour, gone. Migraines, bro? I don't know why I get migraines, <clears throat> but it's you have to puke it out for you to feel a relief. 
As soon really? as I get, because you're pukey, your head's pounding. It feels like, you know, oh, wow. Donkey Kong sitting there thunderclapping you the whole oh, time. Shit, it's crazy, man. But as soon as you puke, oh, man. Really? Beautiful sense no, of No, the only thing I experienced is the anxiety. And it's funny because I've always had it. I never knew what it was until two months ago. I was like, I'm done. Like, I'm tired. That's crazy. Like, man. I, I want to go out. I want to travel. I want to do things with my kids. I don't want my kids to have what I have. Bro, I can go to Montreal halfway through, turn around, and come back. No way. Oh, yeah. So I went to the I'm doctor. Not, you're lucky you can do that. that. Just pass out on the road. I'd be in a ditch. You know oh, what my mean? goodness, man. <laughs> You'd have to come pick me up. <laughs> <laughs> it, would be, it was crazy, man. So you know what? These pills are good, man. It's good. It's good. Uh, I'm, I'm happy. I feel way better, man. Like I can do things, awesome, you know? Man. Like it's just great, man. I should have been on That's those pills awesome. long ago. It's crazy because you, when I've talked to a lot of guys that I know that have anxiety, they said it was from overthinking. It is. And then when you're overthinking, you're, you're thinking too much in the future. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? You start getting anxiety. I don't know. Is that something? Absolutely. What if I pass out? How am I going to look? I'm going to look retarded, right? I'm going to no look stupid. Way. You know, like imagine that's what you start to think. Like I'll be, I'd be driving here in a scenario and I'd be like, you know, we're, we're filming. What if, what if I feel, what if I get dizzy? And then now all that's of a sudden in front of my bro. friend, I'm passing out. Now you got to call the ambulance. Now I look stupid. Now my wife is worried. That's what you think. Wow. And it's like, you can't stop it. You can't, and I don't know where it comes Isn't from. Isn't that exhausting? It is. That's why I was like, I'm done. I'm Good done. for you, man. You know, Put like. Foot down, take control back I'm of going, life. I'm going to the doctor. And you know me, I'm a happy guy, bro. Like, I love my life. 100%. You know what I mean? Like, I'm like, I'm a happy guy, bro. I'm high energy. I love my life, you know? I know. You're on Twitch. You're enjoying yourself there. It is, yeah. We'll get to the Twitch in a second. Yes. But- Man, you got fucking screwed over at Myers Hyundai, bro. They oh, did not did. honor shit. No, they didn't. They, they didn't, didn't honor nothing. They didn't, but uh, you know, it is what it is, right? It's it's the business. Um, you know, I have nothing but respect for them. Uh, Do you? Yeah, yeah. I, you know what? They run a tight ship. It's it's a lot different from when I went there the first time. Is it? You know, yeah. They got uh, they got their CEO now. They've more structured it. I have respect for them. That's I, good. I've matured, bro. Like, honestly, like, I've matured and I understand that the moving around I did was not always because of the company. It was kind of had to do with me too, you know, and it had to do with my anxiety. It had to do with my, I'm learning a lot about myself. You know, it's crazy because nobody would have been able to tell that you had anxiety since you were like a cold call king. Yeah, like I, you know right? I mean? yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm a happy guy. I'm high it energy. takes balls to cold call. Yeah, yeah. I know it, that stuff doesn't give me anxiety, bro. I could talk in front of a crowd of a thousand people. It does not bother me. Crazy. I don't get nervous, but I can travel to the fucking bathroom and I'll have a panic attack. That's crazy, man. It's nuts. That's crazy. But you but know it's what? Good. You it's took accountability, crazy. saying that you know you are part of the problem. I'm, I'm learning a lot about myself, the- man. If I'm not challenged, bro, I get bored. The fuck. I have to be challenged all the time. So move forward. I got to feel, I got to go home and be like, what's next? And if I don't got an answer to that, I don't want to be there. That's awesome. And that's, that's, that's great for ambition and whatnot. But sometimes you got to learn to be patient. And well, let, they say patience is power. You yeah. Know I mean? You know what I mean? And then, so I'm learning that about myself, you know? I'm, I'm, I'm impatient to shit. So I can, I know you are. You're, yeah, you're actually, you're a, you're a super, hothead. Super impatient. Yeah. But you know, like, but look so at you, man. You. You've come a long way. You know, like you were patient. You were patient in your business. You know, you were patient. And as in, weird as this sounds, when there's the actual big problems arise, yeah, that's when I'm most rational, right? When the petty problems arise, it's when you get I'm pissed like off. A, I'm like a gargoyle. You know what I yeah. mean? Yeah, yeah, it's crazy. 
So you're learning, you learn to be patient as a businessman. And that's what I'm learning about myself as of last year, which is why like, I'm happy where I am with the Donnelly Automotive Group. They're a fantastic group. And I honestly mean that. This is probably the best company I have ever worked for. Really? Legitimately. Because I got to say, I love Tony Graham Toyota when I was there. Tony Graham's has a really good reputation. I loved it, man. They have they, a really good reputation. Awesome. But yeah, no, the, and, and you know what's funny? Funny story, my e-block rep was telling me that he had a dream that Tony Graham and Donnelly Automotive merged because they run their companies very similarly. Really? Yeah. He's like, funny story, I had a dream that you guys merged with Tony Graham. He's like, the way the dealerships operate I'd have been like, is fuck very that He's either that obsessed with his job or man, he's always thinking about a high pressure. Honestly, though. Like you deal with suppliers yeah. and you know, a supplier rep can make or break your relationship. hundred percent. And this guy, honestly, is probably one of the best reps I've ever worked with. Really? This guy's a walking commercial for eBlock. He, eBlock is huge. Huge. And he loves it. And he works from That's the guy here. you want. He works from right here. That's Bro, there's favorite. never a time I made a phone call to this guy that he didn't have a solution. Really? If it was a bad problem, he'd be like, I'm on my way. Sit so that's my the guy you want to deal with. 100%. This guy went to the licensing bureau for me. No way. Buddy, I'm telling you, hands down. And that makes her, you know, if we're going to talk about business, that's the difference between trade rev and e-block. Honestly, trade rev, zero customer service. In my opinion, it's my opinion. And I'm speaking based on my area, right? They could have an amazing rep. They could have an, an Andrew and e, the e-block rep in a different region. So I'm not going to take As that away. Just from, brought up Andrew. Right? Jeez. So, <laughs> okay, what a mess. Why, you know him? Andrew? Yeah. Are you talking about the uh, the red hair guy that yeah. was the manager at the... Uh, yeah, it's the same guy. Yeah. yeah. Uh. Andrew's a good guy, man. No, but I said, what a mess. Yeah. Yeah. What, why, what a mess? What do you mean? Uh, we'll leave him for now. Okay. <laughs> anyway, he's a he's a solid e-block rep. He's probably one of the best I've worked with, honestly. Oh, no, man. I thought you were talking about the, the used car manager. No. At Myers, do you remember what I'm talking about? There was Dan and there's oh Ryan. no man, no. I thought you were talking about him, and he was. That's why I said. Oh, red that hair. guy. I have no what idea. What a lucky guess. Now. I said red hair. You're like, yeah, I'm like, yeah, wow. but he does. They both have red hair. I know. Hair. I'm saying it's what funny. a lucky guess. Because <laughs> yeah. he no, was no. a shit show, bro. Yeah, but you know, it's funny. But you, I figured. I thought you were talking about the same person because Andrew at one point worked for Tony Graham's. That's crazy. But that was back in the day. Yeah. Anyway, so fundamentally, man, customer service is a big thing, right? People, that's what people buy. Yeah. Yeah. Experience, right? That's all about the And experience. you know what, man? I've been in this business long enough where if I'm giving you 50 to 60 wholesale cars a month, yeah, you got to bend over backwards. It's a big Absolutely. number. Absolutely. Because when number. you call my number, I'm going to step the fuck up. Yeah. You know, when you call me at the end of the month and you go, I'm 10 cars short, I'm going to run 10 cars for you and cut everybody else out. But when I call you and I tell you I got a problem, Scratch my you got to drop the phone and that's fucking it. show up. And that's a relationship, right? Yeah. A lot of people don't know how to do that. They don't understand that. They think it's one way. You know what I mean? Absolutely. And that's why a lot of them don't work. And that's probably why you choose a certain supplier over another or whatever the case may be. You know what I mean? Because you probably got a good relationship, quality of the product, right? I won't lie. A big thing for me is how you treat my team. Right? Like the other day, literally the other day, there's a company called ADEX. We do suck for another company. I don't want to name the companies. Right. Like the actual customer. But uh, anyways, they're one of their big clients. Fucking Napoleon Dynamite. With my <laughs> anyway. You look fresh. I look like Napoleon Dynamite fresh. with my white socks. We're going to edit that out. My yeah, white yeah. socks. We're gonna <laughs> Leave it in, AJ. <laughs> um, there's so, so, there's a, so anyways, the name of the supply company is called ADEX. They do stucco, right? Mm -hmm. And we deal with Durock. Durock is a more superior product. Mm -hmm. But when I say deal with my team... 
we don't have an account with ADEX because we don't deal with them. Mm-hmm. But their builder plan specs for that. Mm-hmm. So no problem. Let's call them, get some pricing so we can get this thing rolling, right? Mm-hmm. So anyways, the girls call and they deal with the sales guy. His name is Vincent. Mm-hmm. And uh, anyways, he was just being a total piece of shit to them. Oh, fuck, man. That's I, my pet peeve. So anyways, I'm like, you want to be a piece of shit to my staff? Hey, eh? no problem. Yeah, I'm the big boy on the block now. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Now you want to get the CEO involved? You want to talk shit about, you want to talk shit to my team, make them uncomfortable. You want to berate them, belittle them. I don't know who you think you are. That's not how you do business. Mm-hmm. So I said, you know what? I'm going to teach them a lesson. So instead, what did I do? I went to their, and their that customer of ours mm-hmm. that we're doing the work for as one of their, it's a big customer for them. Mm-hmm. What did I do? I said, no problem. You guys want to be pieces of shit and treat my team like that? You want to treat them like they're lesser than you? No problem. What am I going to do? I'm going to go take my skills, flip that customer. And then what did I do? I put them on Durock. Call their big their head office. Let me talk to the big boss. This is the guy's name, Vincent. Go check him out. You know this customer? Yeah, I do. He's not your customer anymore. That's what you get for treating people like pieces of shit. Absolutely. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, yeah. It's not acceptable. It's not acceptable. But what do you think about your team there? My team at uh, Donnelly? Yeah, because you're the they're good. They're good. They're good people, man. They're yeah. good people. We got a good young team now. There's a lot of turning around to do at that place when we first got there. It's been two years now. And uh, and now we're driving, man. Like we're we're rolling. We've got man. We we have guys in there. We've got so much talent in there. And uh, I'm excited to see this year, man. And it's yeah. been a it's been a struggle in the used car market. Uh, it's it's been a big struggle. We've we've seen a we've seen a drop in the market. Massive drop in terms of pricing or prices. Massive drop in prices. It's insane the prices. I couldn't believe it. What the fuck? A 2018 Camry, yeah, was thirty two thousand. A brand new, yeah, is thirty eight. Yeah, how is a five year old car almost a hundred? It it was nuts. It became stupid. Inventory and inventory was low. Inventory still low, but interest rates went up, so prices went down because everybody stopped buying. Yeah, everybody stopped buying cars. So we. We took a massive pill like everybody else around the city. And, you know, we, we, we uh, damage controlled as best yeah. to our ability. And, uh, and I, think we, I think we did it right. If I go back and, and, and I had to, like, deal with the situation again as a used car manager. And, and, uh, and I have, a, uh, like, a lot of respect for my general manager because, honestly, like, it didn't matter how long you've been in the business. Nobody's gone through this. Nobody has seen the uptick of used car prices so high and a drop in 30 days of like 40%. It was nuts. I believe it, man. And uh, We're impre- it was unprecedented times, this whole COVID thing. Unbelievable, man. Nobody's seen it. So we had to, we went from 170 used cars to down to 30. Wow. Uh, because wow. I had to stop buying. You couldn't, auction prices were ridiculously high. But retail was, well, you can retail. What bastards? They only tried to give me nine grand for my car, right? Yeah. You do. Bastards. Now, they, but, what do they give me? Like two and a half? Probably three. And a Subway sandwich? Yeah, probably. That's like, crazy. I'm telling you, it's nuts, man. It's nuts. And it's calmed down, but the interest rates are still high. No. You're talking 8.99, 9.99 right now. That's the Isn't rate that we insane? gave flakes. I'm sorry, man. If yeah, you had literally. bad credit. Yeah, literally. That was the rate. Subprime. Subprime now is like 17%, bro. That's that's wild. Who buys at that, man? That's insane. That If it's a $15,000 car, your interest is more than the $15,000 car. You When you don't have a choice and you got to get to work, man, what are you going to do? OC Transport, baby. Yeah, exactly. Uh, well, you, new, I'm, uh, I'm on the red and white limo at that point. The, the new... <laughs> 
The new LRT? Yeah, yeah, the yeah. joke of the city. Not much of a choice. Yeah. Good job, Ottawa. <laughs> Literally, man. Good job. <laughs> but that's crazy. So you know what? Now that you're you're obviously you've ventured into something different. Right? So yeah, I I so uh, how did that transition go into mortgage brokering? You know what? Man? Like it, it was so random. I don't it know. It was home, extremely you know I mean? fucking random. Because you're I, doing you're doing your YouTube channel. I'll tell you what. I, <laughs> okay, here's what the world needs to know about me. Every winter I choose something to learn. And I challenge myself. I go, yeah. you know, like uh, two, three winters ago, I learned how to trade penny stocks. Nice. Better than most people. You know what I mean? That's the hibernation season. Yeah. You know, I was like, you know, I'm just going to learn it. I start researching it. I buy a course. I do something. Yeah. Uh, the year before that, I learned how to do drop shipping. I built Shopify stores. I learned how to f- advertise on Facebook, all that mumbo jumbo. Speaking of Shopify stores, do you think, you know how you see a lot of... Um a TikTok influencers are always saying, hey, sign up to my course. I'll show you how to do drop shipping and FBA. Do you, when you were doing it, I don't know how long you were doing it for. I did, did for you, about a year. Did you see any of these, these numbers that they talk about? Million dollars in revenue, 500,000. That it wasn't as easy. Was it extremely difficult? It, because I feel like a lot of the times these guys are just selling bogus. You know what I mean? I'm not sure because I've never done it myself. So look. So what do you think? Drop shipping is a business model. Okay. If you were to start a clothing brand, that's how you would start. But you have to eventually build it into a brand. The problem is, is people got into dropshipping and thought that that was a sustainable business model. It's not. Your margins are very tight. It's a good way to start and have the lowest overhead possible. So if you wanted to start a clothing brand, you're not going to go out and dump 10 grand and start buying all kinds of sizes of pants and and shirts. So what did you you do? do Dropshipping. Right, but your margins are a lot smaller now. Once your brand caught traction, then you would eventually start to order in bulk and private label and blah 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 and so on right. and so forth. Right. So these big gurus that you've seen online that do drop shipping, yeah, they did very well, but most of them got lucky and hit one product and made thousands and thousands of dollars. But then they built a course around it, and that's what became sustainable. And then now that's their dr- their, their whole that's business. Their now whole is business. just telling people how to do it. Now, did I make money in drop shipping? Absolutely, I did. Did you? I did. That's awesome. Did I make thousands and thousands? No. Okay. No. It was. It's not enough to do it full time. It was good, fun, petty money. So I hit it and quit it, and then you're out of there. Like I, I, my biggest successful product was a dog bowl. I can see how that's successful. And then the dog bowl was actually pretty damn unique. It would, uh, it had like a sphere over it, yeah. and it wouldn't spill the water. So you could put it in the car and drive over a bump, like a speed bump. And the and the bull wouldn't spill. Uh, and people, tons of people have pets. They, and, love, and, they eat that shit up. They love that stuff. If you've ever owned a dog, I haven't. But if you've Neither ever owned the dog, uh, when they stick their heads in the water bowl, they start to water drips everywhere. So this bowl had a sphere and four holes, so only a little bit of water came out. So they didn't spill everywhere. So I sold about I would sell about eight hundred dollars a day worth of that dog bowl. What's the margins? Ten twenty percent? No, not even. Really? Not even. Wow. Because you, your your ads, your Facebook ads is what ate that margin. So wow. I would buy the bowl for 12 bucks. I'd sell it for $24. And my cost uh, per conversion was around eight bucks. So I'd end up with two bucks a, a bowl. That's insane. For myself. Wow. It was fun. A lot of work. But the idea was that if I had all these dog bowls sold, and then what would happen is because you'd put all these products for animals around it on the store... People would order the dog bowl and then order something else with it. No, you're upselling. Now your now your cost per cart, your your average sale was higher, and that's where you made money. 
Well, realistically, if you actually wanted to delve more into it, you probably could have got your costs lowered, you know, maybe find a better supplier. Or order in bulk and start shipping out of my house. And that's when you private label. So that's where your margins can go from two to five to 10 to 20, right? And you just go on and on and on. But that's where people don't move on. Why? Because these gurus sell you the chasing the dream of you're going to find the next product and you just constantly got to find the next product. It's almost like a pyramid scheme, man. Well, like you'll they find yourself, you the ACN. bro, you're building five stores a week because you're just trying to find the next product. You're just trying to find the next product. You once you hit it, once you hit it, you hit it big. Hit it big. Now, what I decided to do is like as soon as my store started doing well, I'd sell it. Oh, people would actually buy the store. Eh? Yeah. Awesome. So that's how I made my money, man. Really? I sold bucks, that, that pet bucks? store. I made, I sold it for 4,500 bucks US. Nice. Yeah. So that was a good, that was my only good venture in the year. That was like my only really profitable venture. At least you did something, right? Right. But I learned a lot, man. I learned a skill that I have till today, man, how to do Facebook ads. It's huge. Which is, well, now that you ventured off into mortgage brokering. Mm -hmm. And I'm able to generate my own leads. Where were you thinking? Where where was your mind to think I'm going to be doing mortgage brokering? I was like, I'm going to learn how to, I want to get my mortgage license. I, I looked into it. I was like, man. It's 250 bucks to get licensed. I'm like, this is the cheapest <laughs> license. It's cheaper than Omvic, bro. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> <laughs> so my wife's like, uh, okay, do it. I'm like, you know, they take part-time. You don't have a boss. The broker can care less if you do a mortgage or 10 in a year. He doesn't care. You don't cost him anything. Yeah, yeah. there's no overhead cost. There's no overhead cost. He didn't give a shit. You perform, you perform, you don't. You perform, you exactly. So I was like, this is perfect. It's a good side hustle. Buddy, I was like, I'm lucky if I sell two mortgages a year. And then I did the test. I passed. I paid 800 bucks to become a part of the like you know their board their board or whatever and i've done seven mortgages and five private loans in one year nice yeah blew me away bro i was like that's incredible yeah you'd be surprised how many people call you and be like hey i heard you do mortgages and you're like do 10 15 more of those you're out of the car business eh you would think but the funny part is is like I'm not going to say that didn't never crossed my mind. Of course it did, man. Cause every mortgage you're making three, four grand. You're like, this is fucking nice. You yeah, know what cut, I mean? Cut that out, Jay. You know, <laughs> don't let them know the sauce. Don't eh? let anybody know the sauce, <laughs> but you're like, I'm enjoying it because I don't have stress. It's not my living money. You know what I mean? So if somebody calls me, they call me. If they don't, they don't No, which is amazing. If you want to deal with me, you deal with me. If you don't. Okay. Which is amazing. You know what I mean? So that freedom I, of self-employment, man. And it's like painting the ass to build that part of it is what's like, Oh, should I go full time? Yeah. Then I own my time. And like, if I did seven part time working one day a week, shit. how many more am I going to do? You know, you don't own nothing in the beginning of <clears throat> owning your own business, man. You're a slave to it. A hundred percent. Until you finally grow the shit out of it. And then 100%. after that, you can start owning some but of your own time. the fun part, the part, the reason why I'm having fun with mortgages is because I don't stress about it because I don't pay the bills from it. 100%. So I'm like, I don't want to fix something that's not broken. Well, listen, that's very impressive because a lot of the guys that I know since, you know, one, the actually, I deal with a lot of realtors. Yeah. Obviously in my industry, right? I yeah. do, you know, roofing, siding, insulation. Yeah. So lots and lots of realtors, obviously, who are their best friends? Their go-tos are the mortgages. 100%. Realistically, no realtor is going to talk to anybody unless they have a pre-approval. Who are they want to go see for a pre-approval? Go see Richie Rich. Yeah. Right? Hashtag plug-in. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, but for the amount of deals that you did for a first timer, it's unbelievable. It's unbelievable. I, I'm not even boasting about it. I was shocked when I saw the year end statement come through. I was like, man, like the amount of people that called me 
because I draw, I, I post about it on Facebook. Man, you but see for it. you're proactive. You're not just, yeah. uh, but, you know, everybody thinks it's easy until they, they don't know the back end work you're putting into this though. Yeah. Like I'm, I'm every minute that I'm not a, 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 in the car world, I'm working a mortgage. I'm yeah. working, I'm connecting, I'm, I'm Rinder. dropping. Yeah. Like I'm dropping posts. Uh, like, yeah. you know, like I just did a story right before we started that was on my mortgage page. Right. Good. You know what I mean? So it's, uh, it's been fun. And that's why like part of me says, I don't want to ruin anything that's not broken. I love it. I fucking love it. I'm 100%. having so much fun with it. 100%. And I don't want to ruin it. Good. So. And you know, listen, at the end of the day, you know what? Even when I was in the car world, I learned a lot off you. You know what I mean? I want to say I'm an incredible salesperson for, for the amount of achievements I've had on a lifetime, whatever, but you're fucking top notch. Thank you. I appreciate that. You know what that. I mean? So for anybody to be dealing with you, man, you're very thorough. You're very proactive. You know what I mean? You know, like you have like a, I put my we're gonna call it the Frank smooth. We're gonna call it the Frank stamp at this point, bro. You know where you're like my Frank guy, stamp You are smooth. Oh, you're killing me, man. And I'll tell you what your your biggest talent is. Your biggest talent is you know how to make somebody feel comfortable and you make everybody you deal with feel like you're their best friend. And that yeah. is a natural gift that you have that cannot be taught or replicated. It's just hey, this man, natural it's a, it's gift. A blessing from God, man. It definitely is. Honestly, but, I'm, but I'm honestly, I love that you said that. But just to add on top of that, I'm actually genuine though. You are. You know what I mean? I you love care. to hear a person's story. If I can be there for him, I'll be there for him. You are. You're, you care. You have a lot yeah. of care. You and I went through a lot, man. I know. People man. don't know. I know. Well, we went through a lot. A hundred percent, man. You know, it's like wearing your heart in your sleeve. You know what I mean? Yeah, I've, man. I've done it way too many times. Good people run into good people. You know what? I wouldn't change it for the world, bro. Isn't that crazy? You know what I mean? Like, no matter how many times I've been stabbed in the back, like, my back looks disgusting, metaphorically. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, but, man. You know what? I'm not going to change myself. That bro. make you who you are. Yeah. You know what I mean? The only thing is, is I'm more aware. But yeah, if I got your back, man, I got your back. I'm sorry. Let I me tell a you big heart. a quote that I heard from Tyler Perry. Tyler Perry's a G. He said, some people are meant to be in your life for a season. season. That's right. Isn't that crazy? That's right. It's so true. Yeah, he was on that stage. I mean, we're watching the same motivation, eh? There you go, man. Yeah, yeah, man. Yeah. And then... So Twitch. I'll tell you how I got into Twitch. You know what I mean? So Twitch was during COVID. During COVID, I said, I'm going to stream and I'm going to raise money for COVID. Yeah. And You're I was going to raise money for COVID? Yeah, I'm going to raise money and like donate it to hospitals to help right. with supplies and shit. And I thought it was as easy as hit, you hit the go live button and people are just going to flow it and start donating money. Yeah, okay. Because yeah, Trudeau yeah. hasn't taken enough of theirs. You know Not I mean? a chance, buddy. I'll tell you, I hit that live button for hours <laughs> and I'd have nobody, <laughs> zero of your, I'd, bro, I have three iPads at home. Okay. Each one of them would be as signed in. in yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Just to make it look like I got viewers. I you know? tell you, I had five viewers, four of them were me. You it know? was unbelievable. Yeah. So. So then, and my nickname was The Situation from uh, Jersey Shore. From Jersey Shore, yeah. I thought that guy was an idiot. So. <laughs> I never watched it much, I can tell you. You know what? He was an idiot. Anyway. I'll take your word. <laughs> so anyways. Yeah, so so anyway, the situation. I shut it down. I said, fuck it. It's not working. Nobody's watching me. Yeah, Nobody's yeah, donating. Yeah, I've yeah. spent so much money on this. It's oh, you already working. spent money on that? Yeah, man. I, well, you know, oh, like, I got custom, gear. Uh, okay. Overlays. And I overlays. got like the microphones and all that's that right, bullshit. That's right. That's right. And then uh, my son has autism, my oldest son. God bless him. And uh, thank you. And my son walks and talks like he's a YouTube channel. It's the funniest thing you'll it's ever. It's, it's hilarious. Okay, his teacher was over today. She's like, 
He just narrates a YouTube. He lives in a YouTube channel. You know, Richie Rich is special when they got fucking teacher visits and just hanging out with the guy. You yeah, know what I mean? yeah, yeah, yeah. No, unbelievable. Cool. Man. Yeah, well, she I, likes meat pies and we invited her over for meat pies. Fucking, you're such a She did not man. know it was store bought. Uh, anyway. <laughs> That's the Lebanese well, way to do it. <laughs> what do you mean? My wife made these. 100% homemade. What are you talking about? So um, so he walks like, you know, hey, guys, this is this is Habib talking like, hey, guy, make sure you hit the subscribe, like button. He's talking to nobody. So I said, I'm going to get back into this Twitch thing. But this time I'm going to log in. And I'm going to observe a Twitch streamer that's got about 50 viewers. Okay. And I want to see what he's doing. And maybe I'll learn why I was, my, my Twitch channel didn't do well. And I've always had this dream of like, look, I'm not boasting. I, like, alhamdulillah, I'm doing very well for myself. A hundred percent. I work my ass off for it. I can donate money. But what I can't donate is my time. hundred percent. My time is more valuable to me. Most because, expensive currency. Right. Because I can't be with my family, with my kids, or at work if I'm twitching. That's right. Right? So... I said, I'm going to donate my time and all proceeds of my channel are going to go 100% to charity. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to pick a charity every month and the viewers can pick the charity with me and we're going to donate nice. everything to that charity. Nice. So I, I, I said, I'm going to start by observing a Twitch streamer and see how he does it. I log into a guy named Papa Clutch. Okay. He reads my name, which is Rubber Ducky 613 and he goes, <laughs> you're in Ottawa. I said, yeah. He's like, I'm in Kempville. Nice. I was like, oh shit. And we start talking, right? Like in his chat, 50 to 70 people in there. It's, it's nuts. So we're talking, we're talking. And he's like, do you stream? I'm like, now, now biggest rule of streaming is you never self-promote. Right. Right. You get kicked out right away. So hold on. Is that a Twitch thing? Like a, a Twitch the thing. bot kicks you out? No, no. Like, they, like the, the, the streamer is yeah, yeah, disrespectful, yeah, okay. you know? 100%. So he's like, man, it's okay to talk about your stream in my stream. Like, I support streamers. Nice guy. So I was like, damn. And you need 50 followers and an average of three viewers over the time span of 30 hours to make affiliate to start making money, money. which right. is hard, very hard to do. Extremely hard to do. So he said, I'm going to get you affiliate, and we're going to do it in two weeks. And nice. I said, okay. When, he's like, when's your first stream? I said, it's going to be in two days. I'm gearing up. The whole point of me coming in here was to watch you and observe you. And we're uh -huh. typing in the chat, and he's talking. He's like, okay, I'll be there at your stream. I was like, this guy's not going to show up, bro. Yeah. He raids me on my first stream with 70 people. No he way. He brings man. in his entire channel into my channel. Really? Which was nuts, right? So, you know, my 50 followers in one day, because he raids me with like 70 people. He's telling everybody oh, about amazing, me. Man. Boom, boom, boom. They follow me. I enter his Discord server. It just uphill from there, buddy. That's I amazing. became like so popular in that community. Everybody was trying to catch my streams. Like yesterday, I was playing Warzone, bro, and I had 12 people watching me, a max of 18. That's crazy. Like, so the whole point was to get Habib to stream because right. I wanted him to, to talk. He's got a speech problem, and that helps him talk. Right. So he streams Sunday mornings with me. That's amazing. That's man. really cool. That's awesome. Good yeah. for you, bro. And last month, we raised 500 bucks for the Ronald McDonald House. By the way, if nobody understands, $500 in the beginning of a Twitch. Like month That's two. That's literally incredible. It was, man. It was. We did a hot chicken wing challenge. Nice. And uh, that was so what we did was we went and bought four hot sauces and it got spicier and spicier. Yeah. So when we got like, you know, hot X ones. amount of money donated, we'd move up 
to a uh, like a hotter sauce. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then it just kept you're going. To, you're, so. you're imitating hot ones. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I like I like cool. that Sean Evans guy. Yeah, yeah, that guy's yeah that that show's funny. So we know I don't know what I'm gonna do this month. We'll see. Hey man, good for you. You know what? Before uh, I I always wanted to do a podcast. Yeah, you know what I mean. But at some point, I I did want to do Twitch because I'm like, you know what? I have a crazy story, mm-hmm. and you already know the story. A lot of this, a lot of my story, I'll never say, I'll never put out there. You know what I mean? But I lived a very long <laughs> life for a 32 year old. You know what I mean? And you know what? Uh, you've been through a lot, absolutely. And I said, you know what? I always wanted because, like, like you said, you know what? If I have this one knock of things is as being people's friend or whatever. I genuinely like being there and try to actually be a force of good. You like hearing their story. I love, I don't like it. I love it. Like this is, I love talking to people. You know what I mean? So I said, you know what? I wanted to do Twitch. So I said, you know what? I love gaming anyways. You know what I mean? I was that one guy low key. You'd never understand how this guy was a gamer and enemy head, but he was the way he was. You know what I mean? It was awesome. It was the best. So I did, I did Twitch. I signed up. I did the whole overlay shit. I got the Fiverr dude. I spent a thousand bucks on that goddamn overlay. It looked oh, incredible, shit, man. man. Yeah. That's crazy. Dante Sigliano, don't follow it. I ain't on it. You know? <laughs> <laughs> that's crazy. But, it's hard. But hold on for Robert Ducky six one three. That's what yours is, eh? Yeah. Whoever's listening, go follow Robert Ducky six one three. Everyone's like, "How'd you get that name, bro?" I, we were talking like truckers at work, and we were doing snow. And my buddy was in the plow. Exactly. And he calls me. He's like, uh, and I forget what he said, but he goes, Robert Ducky, you know, this is blah, blah, right? And he's like, uh, are the troops ready? And I was like, Robert Ducky. I was on the floor, bro. That's I was amazing, like, that's a man. hilarious name, right? So I go home and I change my cod name to Robert Ducky. Robert Ducky. So and it what was it before? Actually? It was the situation. The situation. But you know, it's funny. No, man. it was something different before that. I used to play with you. Yeah, the situation. Was the was situ- there you go. That's what, I, that's what it stood for. The situation. The situation. I don't know that one. Uh, what's funny is rubber ducky i now answer to ducky like if somebody says ducky i now answer to it because <laughs> everybody crazy. on twitch calls me ducky that's right that's crazy funny enough i actually canceled my stream tonight to be here i just want you to know that i love you man i love you too man. i don't feel bad at all don't you've literally owed me three this. viewers holy shit you owed me this man <laughs> how many house call visits i'm busy I, at this point what are you a grandparent god damn it man i know can't man. get you out of the house bro you bro know I mean? you know the car business you're there all the time. I know. And then the mortgages. And then I stream three days a week. It's like, fuck, I can't wait for the summer. You know what's crazy? When we, you're still in the business, but when people used to be like, oh my God, I work nine to five. I'm like, that's it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Bro, we've been here since 8.30. We weren't, we're not going to, there's so many times we'd have a deal. We're there till 10.30, bro. Remember the one day we were there till 10 o'clock uh, and the guy didn't buy? I was a piss off. You were so mad. I was so, listen to everybody. Don't ever fucking do that, man. Especially if you got a car sales guy being there for 12 hours. Yeah. And you're going to waste his time and he's past hours now. Yeah. I was crazy. A lot of people don't understand what salespeople go through. You know what the biggest challenge is in the car business? Is that we're honest and people think we're lying. Yeah. No, no. Generally, you're honest. (laughs) That's a fucking lie, But I teach my salespeople to be honest. You know what? I'm throwing Delari under the bus. You know when what? I, yeah. When I went to Tony Graham Toyota, yeah, I took the shady tactics. They actually would. I remember there was a time. First of all, nine grand on the back end was being nice. <laughs> Are you fucked? 
a, a regular fucking finance manager, if he was lucky, he'd put 4K in the back end. Yeah. Nine is being nice. Yeah, yeah. Three grand they average. They used to rip high. people off. And the crazy part is, is I would tell them. And in the end of the day, you know, I'll, I'm loud and proud, man. I'm Muslim. You yeah, know yeah I mean? for sure. So I don't want to be dishonest because I always believe in the three things. I believe there was three things I've always lived by. Be honest, be genuine, be honorable. Yeah, 100%. so I didn't have to lie. You know what I mean. There's a difference between being persuasive and manipulative. 100%, you know what I mean. Hundred percent. So, anyways, in Delari, bro, I swear to God, I shit you not. They would literally tell you, "No, you have to go jam him," and you're like, "Bro, I just told I have a deal, jam him." And if you didn't jam him, they were gonna come jam him. And That's then, crazy. And then, where's your house deals, bro? You know what I mean. You lose your house deals. You lose all that shit. You know how it is, man. There's favoritism in the dealership. People, people don't know that. A hundred percent. One billion percent, man. The fa- the first of all, they'll bend over backwards. A hundred percent. They will pull, they'll change the numbers for you. Like if you want to be able to sit there and get a fucking deal, and they're like, you know what? We might I've never I've actually had in Delari them change the pad. Oh wow. And that never gets touched. Yeah. The pad never gets touched. That's true. And for anybody that doesn't know what the pad is, there's always money hidden in the back end. Yeah. That's why dealers never lose. Yeah. So, and you're like, yo, what the fuck are you going to do? Mm-hmm. I'm not going to lose my status with them. So mm-hmm. they make you jam them. When I moved over to Tony Graham Toyota, I was uh, with uh, one of my, Cody's still my boy, Cody Arbuckle. And mm-hmm. we went there together. He went over and he got me in. And then uh, anyways, there was a customer and then he made a joke. He's like, you want me to go close that for you, kid? I said, kid, bro, I'll put you in my fucking back pocket and sit on you. What are you talking about? <laughs> I'm like, watch this. I'll be right back. Mm-hmm. I come back. I put him like 5K over MSRP. Oh, wow. That's shady Delari tactics. Yeah. I had the fucking owner come up to me after the next day in the, in the conference room. She's like, if you think I'm just going to fire you, I'm going to fucking sue you so hard that your kids will feel it. Oh, wow. You think you're going to tarnish my father's name? You don't know what we stand here at Tony Graham? And I just thought it was normal cars. You know what yeah. I mean? This is how every dealer is. Nope. You know what I mean? But you're absolutely right. So Donnelly's special like Tony Graham because you don't have to lie. So the you know what I mean? If you've Delari been car shopping, place. if you've been car shopping in the last couple of uh, months, you'll notice that if there's a car in stock and you're not buying warranty rust or anything, you're not getting that car. You're just not. I've seen that actually, right? Yeah. And they're not giving discounts, are they? No. Discounts you're not going to get anywhere. But if you if if like so there's there's stores that are charging $4,000 calling it a market adjustment. The first day that came out, the owner of the Donnelly Automotive Group, who is uh, Mr. McKenna, Dan McKenna, called and said, this does not happen in my dealerships. Good man. Said, we've been in business for 30 years. We're Make your money. Because that's what we're here for. Profit's not a bad word. No, absolutely not. And let me tell you, we spent years making 200 bucks on a new car and people don't believe it. Yeah, so, people don't. Yeah. We do make full price on a car and it ain't that much. Okay. On a Kia yeah. Forte, you're For making 800 bucks. Max. On a, on a, on a fully Sport loaded. Dodge, you're making $2,200 on the top of the line. People so don't know that though. People don't know that. And the overhead is ridiculous at a dealership. Man. 100%. Man, the square footage, the cost of operations. Buddy, every time, if, if I call a car wrong and it gets sent to the auction, I can't call the owner and be like, you screwed me. Uh, your car has a you're check engine light on you're, now. You're taking the whole I'm taking the hit. And it's four or five grand. It's not 200 bucks. So, you know, 
it's people think the dealerships make five, six million dollars a year. God, no. I know. Let me ask you this since we're running out of time. Yeah. What would your advice to be to somebody that, because you know what? You're very special, man. You're Thank you very much. You're, you're an incredible human being, man. You Thank know, you. a pleasure to, honestly, I'm, I'm very glad to know you, man. Honestly, it's, you. it's a pleasure, bro. Thank you. And, uh, you know, you're an employee at a dealership and you're also an entrepreneur in your own. Mm-hmm. And anybody, because obviously you were originally just an employee. Yeah. What would you give, what advice would you give anybody that wants to transition into, you know, Employed to self-employed. You miss 100% of the shots you don't take. That's it. Just do it. Honestly, you put your head to something. Two, two pieces of advice I have for everybody. If you have a goal without a plan, it's a dream. That's right. It is not a goal. So you write your goal, you make a plan, and you follow it. That's right. And in today's world, if you're not making 100 grand, it's tough. It's tough. And what are you doing? It's tough because it's tough to survive on less than a hundred grand, yeah. but it's not hard to make a hundred grand. Yeah, that's right. So if you work, you'll make a hundred grand, but you got to work. Got to have a plan. A plan means your spouse has to be on board. You got to be able to, you got to be willing to put in the hours. You got to be willing to spend the money. You got to be willing to make that investment in yourself and you got to educate yourself. You know, like I can tomorrow be like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm going to start a roofing company. You know? What a nightmare. You know what I'm I saying? Know, like, saying. like if I had a hundred grand, I'd be like, I'm going to start a roofing company. Am I going to be successful? Fuck no. I've never put a nail in a wall. I know. I had to come to your house multiple times. Right? <laughs> you know what I mean though? Like stay in your lane. Yeah. But if I really had a passion for it, I'm going to call you and I'm going to be like, listen, I want to learn this. And you're going to say, okay, come with me. Come on the job. Climb a roof. Hammer Hammer it. This is this, this, that. I'm going to do it for a couple. I'm going to educate myself. That's right. And then I'm going to branch out. So that's my advice, man. If I had to say, just fucking do it. Like just Nike it. says, eh? Yeah, man. Just yeah. fucking do it. Put your head in here and fucking do it. I don't think anybody, I don't think people understand how powerful that is, man. Like as an example, you know, a lot of these uh, influencers, one thing they say is they talk a lot about the gym. Yeah. But to be honest, 100% in the end of the day, sure, if you show up anywhere in life, and you're consistent, and you're genuine about it, and you're honorable about it. hundred percent. You'll get. You'll get it. Even like as an example, you go to the gym every goddamn day, five days a week, and you're eating right. One hundred percent. Never seen it. I've never seen anybody that did it five days a week and not you know get big. But the whole point is the discipline. The hardest part is just showing up. Just do it. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Don't stop talking about it. Yeah, yeah. Just fucking do it. Yeah. You know who taught me that? You, my boy. Remember last summer? Yeah. You were like, just do it. I've been, I was telling you, I was going to kick you in the ass, bro. Remember? I yeah, I God, remember. Man. I still, because you know You were like, stop talking about it. You just know, fucking do it. I was going right. to do, I was going to do social media marketing. That's right. You were like, just fucking do it, man. You know how I remember that? Oh. Because for some reason, I'm always the only one doing the house visits, bro. You still owe me a house visit. You're not going to let that go, are you? Never, man. Until your ass still hasn't showed up. You know what I mean? I came in, here. Bro, fuck that. You still have it. In four years, I'll Buddy, visit the house. You still have a key to the goddamn house. Four, you should see the basement. It's a shisha heaven, bro. Come yeah, hang out. You know you what I mean? You should see the backyard I built. That's right. You got a smoking deal and I you did. got the you guys did, did the fence too, right? I did. I did. I fucking we're gonna have some good shisha nights. Um, 
Fuck you. I'm never showing up with this shit. Yeah, I ain't going nowhere near you, bro. You got to fucking show up Okay, first. I will come. This is corruption, man. Okay, I will come. Yeah, yeah, you better get your fucking ass there, man. I will come. And uh, and you know what else you got to do? You got a guest on my Twitch channel. I'm done. We're going to do it. We'll do the next event I have to raise money is going to involve you somehow. We'll I'm figure done. it out. You know what? If they, whatever that they match, whatever that we don't, whatever that we get for donations. We raise, we'll match it. We'll try to match it. Yeah. You know what I mean? 100%. I'm in. We'll do it. Let's do it, man. I'll match it. And like, we'll match it together. Whatever they raise, we'll match it. 100%. I'm in. Listen, guys, if you come up with $100,000, now you're going to break the bag. At a but maximum we're here. of $5. <laughs> <laughs> All right, this is going to be a big Read dis- the fucking disclaimer. disclaimer. <laughs> big disclaimer, boys. That's uh, crazy. Richard, listen, it's a pleasure man. having me, man. Thank I, you very much. I love you, man. I wish you nothing but the best Thank success you for- in life. Giving me a chance to be a part of this experience, honestly. Honestly, man, I'm very glad you I'm came. I'm excited. Bro. Yeah. I would have dressed better. I, I wouldn't have had looked like Napoleon Dynamite. With you my know, cowlick. that's my fault, bro. Can but we I get s- a shot of the cowlick? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I would have shaved. I would have shaved. You know, it's funny enough. I still didn't realize a lot of people don't do video, right? So you got to call it a vodcast, bro. So people know it's a video. Hey man, we're still here. Just throwing out, just throwing that out there. I'm definitely gonna let them know for sure. <laughs> I, I feel happy that I sabotage your ass. You still owe me you a visit. Destroyed me. That's okay, man. It's okay, bro. You that's know what? It, it's the gift of laughing at yourself. You that's know? it, brother. I'm still very good looking, so that's all that matters. You know what? It's the glasses that do it to you. You know it what is, I mean? It is. It's the sex appeal. <laughs> that's it, brother. Like I said, I'll jump on that uh, that stream. Whatever we donate, whatever yeah. they donate, we'll match it. We'll match it together. I'm in. That's it, man. Cool. Till next time. Take care. Nice.